Okay, hey guys. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm sick. Um, I think you guys can actually hear me clearer because I'm using my Beats headphones instead of my Apple. And I checked the sound and it was more clear, so hopefully this works. So, um, let's just get into how we've been this week. Um, <clears throat> I've been sick this week. I haven't gone to work this week just because, you know, I didn't, don't want to put anybody in danger. It's a pandemic. And so, yeah, I've just been a lot of sleeping, um... Netflix, writing, (laughs) um, cough drops, and coughing, and water, and (laughs) Cheez-Its. That's been my life this past week. Um, Yeah, so once I get those results in, I think I get them tomorrow or something like that, then I'll be able to go back to work on Monday. And yeah, so um, that's been my week. Hopefully you guys have had a good week. Um, thank you to everybody who listened to the first podcast. Um, I just feel very great for those that have listened. Um, shout out to y'all. Thank you so much for listening. <clears throat> I'm glad that you guys enjoyed. Um, just thank you and to those who said that they felt um, inspired and that, you know, it gave you this sort of drive to go after your goals. Um I appreciate that so much because that's all I want to do with this podcast is just like inspire and make people feel motivated because I know how it feels to not be motivated to think that, you know, it's not possible when in fact it is possible. Anything is possible. You can do anything you put your mind to. It's a corny saying, but it's true. You can really do whatever you want to do, whatever your desire is, go for it, do it, um, yeah, so, sorry, I'm gonna be, like, coughing and clearing my throat a lot, I have a cough drop in, so that way I can dial it back, but, um, yeah, like I said, I'm sick, so, I'm just, I'm sorry, so, today, um, I was thinking we could talk more about the process of, like writing, like the creative process, like we're going to get into what type of writer you are, discovering that, because there is like categories from what I've read, and we'll get into that, and then, um, yeah, I just want to like get a deep dive in, because like, you know, we already did that, you know, self-discovery of like, okay, this is what I want to do, getting out of that bubble, forgetting about a comfort zone, and now we're going to dive deep into like, okay, so you want to be a writer, you said that already, you want to write a book, now let's get into it, I just want to, you know, give you guys the process of like, what I went through when I first got the idea, and like all of that, <clears throat> so to get into what type of writers there are, um, there's three types that I know, there's the pantser, the outliner, and then the plotter, I think, some, I think, let me see if I can look it up. Um, I'm so sorry. <coughs> Types of writers. See, this is what's good about a podcast is you can like look things up and stuff. So Okay. 
I'm not seeing, so we're just going to go with what I said because that's what I've seen on YouTube. So you have the outliner, and that is somebody who outlines their story from top to bottom, like the setting, the plot, the just everything, just the outline. Basically, like when you're in school and they're teaching you how to write your essay and they give you like that outline with the bullet points like okay this is the intro this is paragraph one paragraph two and like putting in what the details are going to be in each paragraph (coughs) and that's not me now if that's you then I mean it's kind of like a self-discovery like when you're writing I've noticed for me I would be like category two which is a pantser I'm somebody who just like gets an idea like it'll be like a scene in my head so like for me when I thought about the idea I get inspired by like books and like tv and like I try to do research about like what's popular so like what I did is is like I started to see a trend I started to see okay a lot of people are like talking about like werewolves and like vampires um relationships like you know the typical stuff like the typical tropes of like best friend to lovers enemies to lovers oh my god he's a vampire but I'm in love with him what am I gonna do oh my god he's a werewolf what am I gonna do for me I don't like to get stuck into like tropes and like categories and like I like things that are different I want my book to be totally opposite of what's trending right now and so like when I came to the idea of like okay like I want it to have romantic elements but I don't want it to be all about romance I want there to be action elements but I don't want it to be too much action to where you don't get enough romance and like character interaction and stuff like that But at the same time, I want enough sci-fi and enough, like, backstory of, like, this world. And I want it to feel dystopian. And, like, I've kind of, like, pulled from, like, real life events to, like, just make it interesting. And so, like, not to go too much. I don't know if I want to tell you guys the plot. You want to know that? I might as well. So, the first thing that I did was, is I'll tell you guys about the first idea that I had. I knew that the main character was going to be a dark-skinned black girl because, one, I feel like that representation is just really important. And me being a black girl but not being a dark-skinned black girl, I think that's really important. Like, And plus, it's just boring. Why would I want to write about a character that looks exactly like me, that has my same exact skin tone, that has my same exact life story? Like, I'd rather write about somebody who is <clears throat> my opposite, but we're still similar. We're no, we're opposite because she's darker tone than me, so she's been through more um, aspects of colorism than I ever will and ever have. Like, I've never had anybody come up to me and be like, your skin looks like poop, or like, try to describe me as like, you know, just things that are derogatory and disgusting. And so, yeah, that's what I knew. I knew that I wanted a dark-skinned black girl, woman, whatever, character. I knew that. I knew that she needed to be 
Um, I knew that I wanted her characteristics to be strong, but I also wanted her to be just a normal average girl. I didn't want her strength to outweigh her femininity in a sense because I feel like in media, especially when it comes to dark-skinned women and black women in general, is that we are typecasted as just being these strong pillars and like nothing can break us and like we're badasses which is great I mean like I always say like black women we've been feminists we've been womanists like we're not new to this shit like we've been pillars of our community and I feel like in a world of like whiteness and like the fact that feminism is so whitewashed that often sometimes white people don't understand why black women don't always want to be viewed as these strong pillars and it's because of history it's because it goes back to slavery even like when black women are typecasted as these strong pillars were often seen as like oh it's fine to abuse her oh it's okay to do these things to her And so I just knew I wanted this character to be dynamic. Of course, I want this character to be a badass because who doesn't want to read about a badass woman who can, you know, in some aspects save herself. But I also, I wanted her to feel relatable to other black girls where it's like, well, I'm not strong all the time. Like sometimes I cry. Sometimes I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Sometimes you know, I'm confused. I just wanted her to have more nuance, and I feel like a lot of characters in books, even the books that I've enjoyed, they're just so one-dimensional, or either the girl is a badass, but she's like, but I'm not like other girls. I don't wear makeup. I don't do this. I don't like that, and like, that stuff is for girls who are dumb, and like, I don't know. I just didn't want it to feel like that. I don't want this. I want this character to be relatable to all, even if you're not Black. Like, I want everyone to see bits and pieces of themselves in her so for me it kind of started off as like this character and so I tried to put this character into like different scenarios of like other ideas that I had and the first idea that I had I liked it but I felt like it was just way too sad like it was just so sad and it dealt with like mental health and like as somebody who is not like I've never you know I've had seasonal depression or like um, anxiety when it comes to situations or whatever but like you know I'm not I wanted to like write about a character who had bipolar disorder and like as I got into it I felt like that just wasn't my place and it was just way too sad and you know I felt like the black like as black people like we're always like our stories are always so sad always so heavy always so but at the same time I know for me as a writer I don't like to write cookie cutter stuff like I know me like I like things with drama like even the things that I view like I like dark elements I like bringing the reality into fantasy and like I like that stuff. I like murder. I like sadness. I like, you know, I like romance movies where, like, you know, 
someone almost dies or like something tragic has to happen or like they're fighting for their love like I don't always like things to be cookie cutter because I really believe that like not everything can be cookie cutter like for me the best stories are the ones that have a very strong conflict and it's not all sunshines and rainbows but I tried I wanted to have a happy medium where it's like okay like there's happy elements to this but there's obviously a conflict but I didn't want the conflict to be too sad where it was just like oh my god this book is so heavy and like these characters are black and I didn't want people to end up reading my book and be like oh my god it's just another black tragedy like here we go again black characters getting abused for entertainment and so like And I know for some of you listening, you might be like, well, like, who gives a fuck what other people have to say? Like, and that is true. Like, art is art, you know, your ideas are your ideas. But it just felt very uncomfortable for me, to be honest. Like, I was just like, you know, I'm researching bipolar disorder and stuff like that. But it just felt too heavy. And I was just like, I want something a little bit more lighter. Bring the drama, but more lighter. And something where I can, like talk about it to where I'm not diving into a community or something that I don't really know much about and infringing and capitalizing off of that like it just felt weird and so that's my advice is like to writers is like actually go through your stuff and like be careful you know especially in the society that we live in now like I know a lot of people don't like PC culture and, like, you know, everybody has offenses, and, you know, we pick those things up, and, like, we choose to get offended, but, like, if something doesn't feel comfortable for you, if you feel like it's something that you should not be writing about, then simply don't do that, like, don't write about something that makes you feel uncomfortable, like, don't do it, please don't, don't. I'm telling you now, don't. So, um, sorry. So, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, just about that process of, like, you know, coming up with ideas. Be sure that it's something that you want to talk about. Like, if you're writing about another race, do some research and make sure that, like, you feel confident enough that you're representing those people, right? And, like, that's my thing is, like, as somebody of the lighter spectrum of blackness, you know, I want to make sure that I'm representing a dark-skinned woman in the best lighter, uh, in the best light. Like, I don't want to disrespect anybody. I don't want, you know, I don't, I don't want to disrespect anybody. I really don't. That's not me. I want this to be enjoyable. And so, you know, I scrapped that idea because it felt uncomfortable, and then I moved on to the next one, and it was about a younger character. She was going to be, like, 14. Well, the intro, it was going to be, like, um, she was going to be 14, and then throughout the book, you know, like, um, it was going to be about the 16-year-old girl going through life, and, like, you know, um, and, going through life and this conflict happens I really don't want to give it away yet until I tell you guys about the third idea and it involves aliens and yes I wrote the first chapter 
I'm like, I enjoyed it, but, like, I don't know. It was just feeling, it just, it was, like, playing into that trope of, like, this young girl has the weight of the world on her, and, like, she has to save everybody because of this prophecy and, like, all of this stuff. And as I read it, I was just, like, ugh, like, as I thought into it, I was just like, no, like, this just doesn't feel right, like, it feels like so, okay, so I know books aren't supposed to be that realistic, but, like, I want it to feel as if, in some circumstance, that this could happen today, like, this could happen in a few years, like, this shit could actually be possible, because when I'm reading, like, fantasy books, Like, I like those books that can make you feel like, oh my god, like, I feel like this is happening. Like, when I read Twilight, it kind of made me, I mean, she's not the best writer, (laughs) let's be honest, like, there's a lot of problems with that book, but at the end of the day, it kind of made you feel like, oh, like, I could see this happening, like, it's pretty, like, it's fantasy, but, like, it gives enough reality to where it's just, like, oh, like, okay, kind of like the Hunger Games or, like, those dystopian types of, or, like, the Chronicles of Narnia, like, you know it's not real, but they don't make it too outlandishly unrealistic to where it's, like, oh, there's a possibility that maybe, like, if this did exist, kind of like Harry Potter, like, you kind of just dive into that character so much, and that character is so unrealistic that you feel like it's possible, like, the scenario is just so, if you catch my drift, I hope that I'm making sense, but, like, it just felt so unattainable and just not relatable at all, and so once I upped the age of the character, I was just, like, okay, let's make her college-aged, because I feel like in a lot of these fantasy romance types of things that, like, they make the characters really young, and, like, I feel like there's not that many young adult novels where, like, the person's, like, in their 20s, and so I was just like, I'm in my 20s, I can relate to other people in their 20s, how about I write about that, like, this character's going through this while she's in college, And I thought that was a good idea. And, like, it's kind of, like, this dystopian world and, like, having to navigate that. And, like, I don't know. I just thought it was really cool. And so once I got to that idea, I just started writing. And so I decided that the setting would be in D.C. And that the main character, I'm not going to tell you guys her name. Not yet. Not until we get really, 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 really close. I'm just going to keep y'all on edge because it's like, if I tell you guys everything now, where is the fun in that? So the main character, it's set in Washington, D.C. She goes to an HBCU. I'm not going to tell you guys which one. I mean, it's pretty obvious It's if you know anything. But yeah, and she's 20 years old at the time of this first book. And, you know, when she was 12, she got kidnapped by the FBI. I know that sounds insane, (laughs) but so what happened was, (laughs) so what had happened, so they could put alien DNA, so it's kind of like this dystopian world where, like, I just thought, like, I don't know how it really came into my mind, it just sort of happened where I knew I wanted to write 
about like because I've always been interested in like alien type of stuff and like the FBI and like the dark web and like just like things when it comes to like our government that are like really shady because I really do believe that they know what aliens are I really do believe that they like you know do experiments on people and I kind of got inspired about like the organ organ um like the organ trafficking or whatever like that you've been hearing about and just hearing about like poor and like black and brown people like just going missing out of nowhere like I kind of drew inspiration from like real world events and kind of like entangled it into this idea of like okay how about the FBI since like the late 70s and early 80s were just like you know taking poor children or like children who are displaced or just like black and brown children because that makes sense they're not gonna like kidnap the white children and experiment on them so like that's kind of where race plays plays a part in this story but I really truly believe that like you could just take away that bit and just do it as like the FBI taking people at random like you know what I mean so like they just they're taking like you know disenfranchised children and black and brown children since like the 70s and early 80s at random and seeing if they can create a super intelligent human with like great power and stuff so first they go on this, like, planet or whatever I was thinking, and, like, they take the aliens, you know, like, or the aliens, like, come here or whatever, I don't know, I don't know yet, it's still in the drafting process, things can change, and, like, so they're taking these alien specimen, and, like, then they're taking these children, because, you know, children are vulnerable, children are pure, and, like, you know, their brains are still developing, so if you can implant that DNA in them now, they'll probably grow into being, like, this superhuman adult that they can, like, use for, like, their own devices for either like labor or like um and this is like what makes it dystopian is the fact that like you know america has been overtaken by a very like conservative like um government for like years and years and years like in this story in this world in this realm obama never existed okay like there's been a lot of trumps in office so like they've been able to like you know take kids at random and then when it came you know i'm thinking that like i don't know i'm still getting the plot together but anyway they've just been taking okay and we're back sorry i had to answer a phone call anyway um like i was saying just talking about the plot of my book so um yeah so they're going to be moving once they do these experiments and thinking i'm just like talking through but basically the plot is that like once they've gotten these children that they're doing these experiments on the side effects aren't pretty, you know, many of them end up dying, becoming agitated from the side effects, and, like, become violent, and have to be, like, moved to institutions, or just flat out just die, and so you have these children that are, like, just, you know, dying, or, like, disappearing, you know, getting kidnapped, and, like, no one knows what's going on, and, like, it's happening, and, like, you know, some, like, kids do get captured, don't get me wrong, but, like, they're poor, so it's basically, you know, it's about the poor and, like, black and brown people, like, you know, kind of like reality, but not, because, I mean, if you believe in, like, the whole organ thing, that's kind of, like, where, like, I drew 
all of this stuff from. I was just thinking about, like, you know, aliens and, like, the government and, like, shady stuff like that that goes within it, trafficking and, like, the children, just things that, like, I've heard. And so, like, I don't know, I guess just when it comes to, like, writing, it's just, it depends on, like, what genre you're going for, and, like, if you're a pantser like me, you may take inspiration from, like, many different things, that's just what I do, and so now to move on to kind of, like, so we have three categories, we talked about the outliner, the pantser, and I gave you guys some of my stuff, and then we're gonna talk about, what was it, it was, like, the plotter, so, like, some people, like, have a plot like, from the beginning, like, they're just, like, okay, like, I have this plot, this is what's gonna happen, this is it, like, and this is what I'm gonna write about, and so, like, if you're that person where it's just, like, when you come up with a book, um, scenario, and, like, you already have the plot of, like, okay, so we have this character, she's doing this, she's doing that, like, let's go, like, me as a pantser, like, I congratulate you because I still don't know what my plot is. I'm literally just, I have this, like, half-assed plot that, like, I wrote in my notebook because that's another thing. I know a lot of writers are, like, different. Some people like to write on their phone. Some people like to do on their laptop and do, like, documents. There's, like, apps like Scrivener and things like that that people like to go on. I'm a notebook type of girl. I feel like, for me, it keeps me accountable like so I got a I feel like I just skipped over plotters like I'm sorry like it's in the name like if you're a plotter you simply just have your plot and you start writing and yeah those are like the three categories and now that we know those three now that you know those three categories I really feel like you can move on to the rest of the process like if you're an outliner, okay, make your outline and do that. But, like, discovering what you are, I feel like first see what your instinct is. When you're thinking of a book concept, are you focused on plot? Or are you, like, a pantser and you're just focused on a scene or a particular character or a particular scenario that makes you end up building a plot and a theme, etc.? Or are you an outliner where it's like, okay this is my character, I'm going to outline their likes, their dislikes, their motives, what what do they want out of this, I'm going to outline this character, I'm going to outline this, and this happens here, it's literally just self-discovery, like, what is your instinct, what is your, what is your go-to, what do you go to first, is the first thing that you do is outlining, is the first thing, because as a writer, you're going to end up doing all of it, like, for me as a pantser, like, for chapter two, I had to do like a mini outline. I did bullet points in a different notebook and I was like, okay, this is chapter two. This is what's going to happen in chapter two to keep myself accountable, to make it easier for me. So that way I know where where to go with this chapter. Because sometimes I can sit there as a self-proclaimed cancer or whatever and be like, oh my God, like, what is chapter two going to be about? But if you have that outline, it can really help you about what, just keeping yourself accountable on like what you're going to be talking about in that specific chapter. But yet again, this is just drafting, like we're just in drafting mode. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that after, but now that we have gone through the three types of writers, we're going to go through what people do when they're writing. Okay, like, 
what do I have to get a notebook do I have to get a computer you can literally use anything there's apps um I have the app on my phone it's called Scrivener I think or like there is an app called Scrivener I don't have it but in my writing tools, I make sure that I have a vocabulary, like a thesaurus. I make sure I have a dictionary, a wordsmith, a Grammarly, um, Google Chrome, just for like, you know, other searches and stuff like that. And like, so I can use like docs and stuff. And then I have Storyist where it's like a little mini outline for you and just to keep things like organized once you get into more of like the second draft process and because basically like your novel's gonna turn into a manuscript but we're gonna talk about that later let's not get ahead of ourselves because we're just drafting okay so you can use any of those apps that I said you can go on the app store literally type in um I don't know, like Docs or Scrivener, anything that has to pertain to writing, just look out for that. You can literally go, what I like to do is when I start on a new adventure, I make sure that I have a really good pen because I, like I said, I like to write in a notebook. That's nostalgic for me. That's what I always used to do when I was younger. So I just keep up with that trend. I got two, um, three subject notebooks. And it has 150 pages total. I might need to get a third one depending on how long my draft is. But I feel like that's pretty good for now. So if you want to write by hand, if you want to draft up your thing by hand in a notebook, get two notebooks that are three subjects, 150 pages. That should be pretty good, I think. And then for that, I always have like a mini notebook where I can jot down like, you know, little notes to myself, little ideas. Actually, in my notes app, I have this pocket. I have a folder that I created with the title of my book. I'm not going to tell you guys the title of my book yet. Like I said, save the best things for last. And, you know, I'm still in the drafting process, so that might not be the name of it the end of the day but I do have a folder in my phone in my notes app with the title of the book and it just has little mini things like to keep myself in check like a writing schedule um little you know tidbits about characters and just little quotes from like characters that just come in my head like because for me, like, I daydream a lot, so I may be, and I think about a lot of things. So maybe sometimes I may be in my room, bored, or coming home from work, or at work, and just be thinking about things, and then, like, my book pops in my head, and, like, a scene pops up in my head, and I might get, like, a really good quote from the character. You can just open up your phone, you know, if you're at work, run to the bathroom, keep the thought in your head, and just type down what you need to type down. Because in this day and age, when we're not we know we're working people or just doing day-to-day things you know you can get caught up in life it's so easy and it's so just convenient that we have our phones there so we can jot down our ideas when they come to us um but yeah if you're more of like a macbook or pc type of girl you can definitely there's apps for everything um you can literally just go on word documents and type up your draft there just if you can write it you can write your you can draft up your novel anywhere 
literally anywhere. If this is just what I do, I like to do it by hand. I feel like it keeps me accountable. It's just really nostalgic for me because that's what I've always done. And so that's what I do. I just go to CVS or Walgreens and I get my pens. My favorite pens right now are the Sharpie S-Gel ones. They write so good. They don't bleed through. It's just, it's perfect. And I love them. And they write so nicely. I'm very picky about pens. Very picky. So I'm getting into, let's see. So we talked about that, you know, plotting what types of writers we are. We talked about how we're gonna write it so now we get into the fun stuff through this process and we talk about characters now for me before I start my chapter one I like to get my characters down I like I I want to get to know my characters before I start writing my first chapter so what I do is is that Okay, I write down my main character, I write down what they look like, I write down, um, like I said, as a writer, like, you're gonna be primarily one thing, but you're gonna end up using all of the other things. Like, for me, I'm a pantser, but I do use some elements of outlining, because I do outline my characters. I, I, that's the first thing that I do before I get to chapter one. You don't have to do it this way. This is just my recommendation. So that way you get a feel, especially for your main character. And for me, I have two main characters. My book is going to be split into two perspectives. So I really had to like kind of get into their heads, especially my my male character, because I'm a girl. And so like, I felt like it was really important for me to get into this character's head, just try to like imagine how he would say things, what he would say, you know, what's his background story, where is he coming from, and I kind of did that, and then that's when you can go to your chapter one, and like they say, you want to make sure that you have, even though this is just the draft, you want to make sure that you have a good foundation. Yes, yes, you want to have a great opening. Yes, you want you know, things to be grammatically correct. But this is just a draft. Don't freak out over a draft. That's what I had to teach myself. And don't go back and reread what you wrote a thousand times because that's where I would go wrong all the time. Like in my previous first chapter or like the other book that I was writing, for example, the one about the girl with the bipolar disorder, that book idea, I would reread and edit and edit and edit and edit because I was so obsessed with it being perfect. And when you're so obsessed with perfection, it gets messed up. That's when things go wrong. That's when you start doubting yourself. That's when you start spiraling. And then as soon as you know it, that's when you're like, okay, maybe writing a book isn't for me. And, you know, that's just lies that we tell ourselves. You have to remember you're going to have other drafts of this book. At the end of the day, your goal is to make this into a manuscript that you can send off to a publisher. For me, I'm not going to be a self-publisher. I want to put it in the hands of a publisher. And so at the end of the day, this is, but either way, if you're, if you're self-publishing or not, 
you want to turn it into a manuscript so that you can share it to friends and family before it starts to get published because you want to have beta readers. And so that's your goal. So when you're drafting, things don't have to be perfect. Just tell the story. Just write it. It's okay if you missed a detail. It's okay if you didn't explain how her hair blew in the wind and what it looked like. Just tell the story. This is the bare minimum. These are the bare bones. This is just the foundation. It's not the whole house, baby. <laughs> okay? It isn't. It's just the foundation. It's just the cement. It literally is just telling yourself the story so that way you can go back and do edits. So that's what you want to do. You just want to write. And I would say that you should, what I do is, is that in the, depending on what type of notebook you have or what you're doing, always try to keep track. Like I do a login for myself before I start writing. I do a lot and I put the what day of the week it is, I put the date, and then I put what chapter I'm working on. And then at the end, I record how many pages I did. Even if all you did was just stare at the wall and not do anything, log it in. If you did zero pages that day, log it in. You're keeping yourself accountable. And trust me. When you look back, you'll be proud and be like, okay, that day I did zero pages, but the other day before that I did three. Then after I did the zero pages, I did five. Then after that, it just keeps you accountable because the minute that you don't log yourself in, even if you didn't write that day, you're backtracking because then you're telling yourself, oh, I don't have to keep myself accountable. If I don't write that day, I don't write that day. Oh, well. And then it starts a pattern. But if you keep yourself accountable... I mean, this is just works for me. This is my mind. I don't know if it's going to work for you, but this is just what I tell myself. And what I think makes sense is that in order to keep yourself accountable, track your progress. Once you track your progress, and plus it's going to be fun at the end when you're done with your draft and you look back and you're like, oh shit, okay, some days I wrote zero, but other days I wrote eight. Other days I wrote five. Other days I wrote six. It's really just about accountability. And so that's what I do. And then I put a check mark. I even put a check mark if there's zero pages that I wrote. Because what? I did it. I kept myself accountable. I was big girl enough to be like, I didn't write today. And that's okay. Don't punish yourself for being human. You're not always going to gonna want to write. So, yeah. After that, after we're done keeping ourselves accountable and you write, then after you're done writing, you can go back and you can read it. We all want to read our stuff back. It's fun. That's the enjoyment of writing is being able to read. Writers love to read. Otherwise, we wouldn't want to be writing. So you go back and you read it. Don't edit anything. Don't. Because as soon as you do that, you're going to make it harder for yourself when it comes to draft two. You're going to go back and be like, well, I already did everything and it's just going to take too long. The drafting process shouldn't be that long, but it shouldn't be that short either. It takes time for everybody, but a draft shouldn't take you years to write. A year at most, but like I really believe you can get a draft done in like six to seven months, just depending on your time. So no editing. We're just drafting. That's it. Um... Is there anything else I want to say? I mean, I think really 
that's it about the process really um other than that you know we'll get into like what happens after drafting I can talk about that a little bit about like you know just when you are in the drafting process also it is very important that you know if you get far in it and it turns out to be something that you don't want to write or you got a better idea go for it that can be part of the drafting process too don't freak yourself out if you want to eliminate a character you can do that in the drafting process or you can save it for later it all just depends on what you want to do it's your book your process you do it your way these are just suggestions that i have that have been helping me So, so far, I know I said that I wasn't getting really far with chapter two. I have written, chapter two right now has four pages, and I'm really proud about that because I was dreading chapter two so bad, but now I'm not. I really feel like now that I've gotten it in my head that it's just a draft, it's not the final product, it doesn't have to be perfect, that... I've gotten over that fear, and now I can just write freely, and it's a lot more fun once you get out of your head. Writing is fun. It's not supposed to be this, like, daunting thing. And, like, you know, it's not always going to be fun. Of course, not everything every day is always going to be a great time, but it shouldn't be torture either. And so, you know, I know we want things to be perfect. I know we want things to be great. Your draft is going to be cringy. That's it. That's the thing. Because it's a draft. It's your first draft. It's going to be cringy. There's going to be parts on it where you're like, why? There's going to be silly spelling mistakes, grammatical errors, but that can be fixed. That can all be fixed. And so, yeah, um, after I'm done recording, I'm going to go write some more, whatever. And since I've been stuck in my room and been sick, I haven't been writing as much as I've wanted to, but you know, I have the weekend and I'm feeling better, so I'm going to get a lot of writing done. And hopefully I'll be done with chapter two, possibly by Monday. I want to get it done by Sunday. So we'll just shoot for Monday. We'll say Monday, hopefully Sunday, but we'll shoot for Monday. That chapter two will be done and then we'll go on to chapter three. And um, yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed today's episode. I hopefully you guys can hear me a lot better. I feel like the Beats headphones are way better. Let me know, please. And um, yeah, that goes for that. And then we're just going to get into our music wrap up. And yeah. Okay. So for the music wrap up um, this week, I really liked... <laughs> There's, like, two albums that, like, I've really been feeling. One is more laid back, and then one is, like, just, like, that bitch type of music. I don't know if you guys know her, but her name is... I think I'm just gonna go with... mm, I'm gonna go with one album to listen to, and then I'm gonna do one song to listen to. So one song that I've really been feeling, it's not a full song though, it's more like an interlude. It's, her name is Victoria Monet, I don't know if you guys know her, she's written for a lot of people, she's a writer, she's a songwriter, she's a songwriter and an artist and she's just amazing and she has this interlude on her album, the album's called Jaguar, it came out this year, 
and the interlude is called Big Boss, and, like, it doesn't have, unlike the first episode, this doesn't really have, like, this huge, like, serious, like, oh my god, it, it connects with, like, how I'm feeling, eh, not really, this is just because I really like the song, it's called Big Boss, and it's an interlude on her album, Jaguar, like I said, and it's just so good, and I love it, and you guys should listen to it. Now, the album that I've been listening to every day after work is Ho, Why Is You Here by Flo Millie. That album is so good. Now, I'm not a big, like, rap girl or whatever. Like, I like a select few of rappers, and, like, I listen to them. I'm not, like, a big trap girl or nothing. But Flo Millie, she really did that. My favorite, my top three would probably be, would probably be like that bitch, May I, and the Beef Flo Mix, Flo Mix. I think that's how Beef Flo Mix. Yeah, those are my top three. I also like Week Two, but May I has been my song. I've been listening to that song nonstop non-stop it is so good you guys need to listen to that album so that's your homework the me the the one song that i recommend is big boss interlude by victoria monet and then the album you guys need to listen to is ho why is you here by flo millie so go do that get your writing done get that book done let's do this together or whatever you're working on really like you know i want this to be a writer and reader um type of thing as well oh my god I almost forgot um no one really told me what they wanted the book of the month to be I mean I know it's still like a pretty small like group of y'all small audience as of now but um I just figured I would come on here next week and um I'll talk about more of like one of the books that I'm reading right now and give commentary on it and so, yeah, that's what I'll do. But, yeah, go listen to those two, that album, Hawaii Is You Here by Flo Millie. And then go listen to Big Boss by Victoria Monet. And keep on writing. Keep on dreaming. Um, you can do anything, like I said. And just remember, the rough draft is simply just a rough draft. It's not the end-all, be-all. You get to edit. This isn't, it's not just one draft and then you're done. You're going to edit it, so... Take a chill pill, relax, write. The rough draft is for you. It's for you to tell the story to yourself. You're telling the story to yourself. The second rough draft, then that's when you can start nitpicking and being a perfectionist and because you're going to end up giving it to beta readers. And then after that, once you get feedback from beta readers, you'll do another edit and then it'll turn into a manuscript. And as soon as you know it, you'll be done for publishing. So let's do this together. Okay. Peace again, guys. I'll see you next Thursday. Um, remember, you can DM me on Twitter and Instagram. That's Ryan with two N's, underscore, underscore, four, four, four. And I'll see you guys next Thursday. Bye.